Blog Talk Radio. It's Sunday evening, and welcome to Blog Talk Radio. Your hosts for tonight's show are Robert Brining and Jeremy Dunn. They'll be taking your calls and speaking on the topic of the week. You're encouraged to call in and share some of your life experiences with us. The number to call is 347-215-9442. That number again, 347-215-9442. Welcome to Pause I Am Radio. Good evening, everyone, and happy Sunday. Welcome to Pause I Am Radio. Thanks for tuning in for your dose of hope. My name is Robert Brining. I am your host tonight. Both of my co-hosts have the night off. Um, Jeremy is probably sitting at home with Mark uh, watching a movie, and Jack is uh, out being busy living his life. So um, I want to thank you all for tuning in. If you're not um, on our show page right now, you can listen live um, by going to www.blogtalkradio.com dot com backslash pause I am and uh, you can join us there there's a free chat room for you to uh, check in and stuff like that tonight we have um, two special guests on which um, I'm excited to have on um, they are the founders of positivelight.com which is a new um, webzine that just came out that is located in Canada and it uses um, humor to teach awareness of HIV and to bring people who are infected with the disease and living with the disease and the people who love them together. And, and it's, it's quite humorous at times. I've been on their website. I'm a member there. And uh, a lot of the videos are funny, and they do a lot of, um, a lot of humor. I love it. Um, Brian's really, really funny from what I've seen in the, in the interview that I saw that when he was on, I think it was Proud Radio or Proud FM, I think, um, in Canada. So that should be very, very interesting to them come on. I also want to talk about some upcoming guests that we do have um, coming up for the rest of the week, uh, the month, I'm sorry. Next Sunday, the 23rd, I believe, I'm going, we're going to have the Pause I Am blogger, uh, Jonathan Shaw, the 20th actually. Uh, Jack will be hosting that night, and Jonathan Shaw will be our guest. And he runs the blog called Positively Jonathan, which you can find um, on the Pause I Am network. And he's going to come on and share his story. And then the final, um, the final show for this year of 2009, which will be on the 27th, all three of the hosts will be um, hosting the show that day. So you'll have me, Jack, and Jeremy. And we're going to speak um, basically about being just diagnosed and the process and what it's like because um, in the, you know, going through the new year, somebody may be just getting diagnosed during this holiday season. So I kind of wanted to give – a little bit of hope to those people who are now celebrating the holidays and maybe just found out that they are HIV positive and are feeling like they don't know how to, how to live life. And I wanted to have kind of that, that show that would kind of push them and, and, and kind of empower them to see that life isn't over and we can still continue to dream and, and do everything that you wanted to do. So um, I know I have somebody here online, so I'm going to go ahead and bring this on. Who's here with me? It's Brandon. It's Brandon, so I'm waiting for Brian to call. And Brandon, welcome to the show. Thank you. How are you, Brian? Good. How are you doing? I'm great. <sighs> Finally, we got uh, got onto the radio show. Yeah, yeah, it's great. I'm glad to have you on, and I think I have Brian right here, too. So let's see. Is this Brian? Yeah. Hey, hi there. Hey, hi there. How are you guys doing? Hey. Not too Good. bad. Not too bad. So I've never done this before. I've done a lot of things, but not 
three on a on a call. Uh, Brian, are you um, on a cell phone or? No, I'm on. Uh, this is uh, Skype. Is it not working out very well? Uh, it's all right. It work. It'll it'll do for now. So, well, I want to welcome you guys to the show. Thanks for taking time out to come on and tell us about your your brand new website. I'm was really excited about it when Brandon told me about it, and uh, you know we were trying to get you guys on a little bit earlier, but we had some scheduling conflicts with Angina, so um, I'm just glad that you guys could find some time to come on this evening. Well, thank you for the invitation. Yeah, thank you. So, let's see, you guys launched um, Positive Light on December 1st, Mm -hmm. Um, obviously for World AIDS Day, right? You planned it that way. Yes, we went viral. Yes, (laughs) and I love the way that it was put. So let's do it this way. Here's what we'll do is, um, Brandon, tell me a little bit about yourself, um, basically, you know, where you're from and, you know, when you were diagnosed and things like that, and then I'll go with Brian, and then we can talk about positive light right after that. Perfect. Sounds good. Does that Uh, sound good? Great. Uh, So uh, my name is Brandon Williams. I'm a life coach, Um, and my history was that I grew up in a a smaller town in in Canada. So we're we're both from Canada. We both live in Toronto, a smaller town by the name of London, Ontario, Um, very sleepy town, and moved to the big city and and didn't quite know who I was or or where I belonged and did what everybody else did and, and partied my butt off, like you wouldn't have never known, um, <laughs> dipped into every kind of trouble there possibly was, um, and found myself HIV positive and uh, realized at that moment that um, I had to learn how to live. Um, and I didn't know what that would look like, but I knew that that's what my journey was going to be about, was what, what does living look like now with HIV because it's a whole different game. Like my lifestyle before just couldn't be or I was going to die fast. Um, and I knew that, it didn't need that that didn't need to happen. Um, so I went uh, into, uh, I, I'm, I'm an Aries, so I grabbed life by the horns and take charge of things. And I went into very intense therapy for two years. Um, at the end, my doctor you know, said, you don't need me anymore. Uh, but I still felt that there was more. Um, my life wasn't fixed. My head was fixed, but my life wasn't fixed. And I uh, di- discovered life coaching and um, realized that this this was a really big piece of my life that was missing before. Yeah, the therapy needed be, needed to be done, but the life coaching, the how do I live my life to the fullest and, and, and be fulfilled and happy and satisfied in all, all areas of my life with HIV. Um, as I said before, it's a different ballgame. Um, so I, I went through uh, 12 sessions, um, and the goal was to explore whether I wanted to become a life coach. And um, I ended that by... Uh, actually registering for my first course at Adler here in Toronto, and then um, took a break from that for about a year and went to my, uh, uh, to ICA, and I know that you had Michael Moynes, um, mm-hmm. who was on. Uh, Michael was actually one of my coaches while I went to school um, yeah, he's awesome. at ICA, so um, great coach. Um, so uh, then uh, that led me up to... Uh, meeting uh, Robert, or sorry, Brian. Uh, got them all mixed up. Sorry. So, so, uh, yeah. so, so when were, 
<laughs> so so uh, how old were you when you were diagnosed? I was diagnosed uh, in 2002, so seven years, eight years now. I don't even know anymore. I don't count anymore. <laughs> so how, how was your support then for, like, around you? I had zero support, period. Uh, when I was diagnosed, I lived with, uh, I lived with a guy, and uh, I had no idea that this man was living with, living with HIV. I had been for 20 years, no medications whatsoever. And I told him that I was HIV positive. I still didn't know that he was. Um, he asked me some very vague questions, and he said, uh, what are you going to do? And I said, I don't know. And a couple of weeks later, I found out that I'm being asked to leave the house, and I didn't understand why at all. And a couple of years later, his ex-boyfriend came up to me and said, the reason why is because he was HIV positive, and he was afraid that he gave it to me. And that really kind of hit home for me of, of you know, that kind of attitude that people have to hide like that re- really hit home for me um, and said that that's not the way that I want to live as an HIV-positive man. Um, so that was my story of turning HIV-positive. Now, when, um, before we go to Brian real quick, um, when, when you were growing up before, you know, you came out and you did whatever you did, and you were mm-hmm. in the crazy life, like you said, because I know I was in the crazy life at one point, yeah. too. And, and I think before that, I was more in touch with my friends. Like, I felt like I had a greater support. And as soon as I went into that crazy kind of when I started using drugs and going to the yeah. bars, and you know what I mean? Like, I kind of isolated and alienated myself from everybody. So when I was positive, there was nobody around. No, I had a good I had a good support network beforehand. Uh, starting to dwindle down uh, because of the drugs, I was kind of deteriorating that myself. And uh, um, after after uh, I became HIV positive, I definitely wore it on my shoulder to see who would be my friend, and quickly learned that not many would be. Um, and I was fine with that. I accepted that. I was I was I'm okay with loneliness. I'm okay with being alone. So that was one of my strengths is being okay with okay with being alone. Um, but it was a matter of I know that I can't live my life to the fullest without relationships. I have to. I have to have them in order to um, to 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 succeed. You know, um, I firmly believe in synergy and that uh, one one and one does not make two. It makes eleven. Um, and I'm sure Brian can attest to that. You know, we together get so much done, more done, um, with our time and our resources than we could on our own. So. I see. So, so Brian, and, and what about you? I just want to make sure you can hear me okay. Yep. Can you hear me okay? I, I hear you. I have a little bit of an echo, but that's okay. Okay, because I have this new computer, and I'm just sitting there. Um, the settings for it, so hopefully that would have been better. Um, I, I've been positive since the, the dawn of time, I think, um, 1987. And I found out when I was living in uh, Winnipeg in Manitoba, which is about a three-hour drive north of Fargo, so it's the middle of nowhere. And um, really, it was a different time back then because everybody I knew was dying or, or you know, and the, the type of stigma was different. People didn't want you around their children or were afraid of getting something from a dinner plate or, you know, all that craziness. And uh, as a result, I ended up 
it's a long story, but I ended up going public and being in the media and the newspapers and all that kind of stuff and um, did that for a while. And uh, that was an interesting experience because I didn't really have any peers at that time who were out in public. So it was I was kind of on my own with that one. But having said that, I really haven't experienced a lot of rejection in my life because of it. It's really quite surprising. And then I moved here to Toronto in 1992. And um, one thing led to another, and here I am. And I met Brandon, and uh, we had this idea of creating positive light. And, and humor has always been a, a big source of how I get through things. And uh, it was kind of a way to incorporate that. I see. So, so 87. How old were you again? I'm sorry. I was 22. I'm 44 now. So. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, so much for, you know, dying and pretty and <laughs> getting old. <laughs> I want my money back. <laughs> Growing so, old wasn't was part of <laughs> So how was it for you, Brian, when you were diagnosed? Did you have the support around you that you have? Like, obviously not as much as you probably have now, but did you have some sort of support around you that you were able to, you know, go and talk to somebody and... And, and oh, yeah. Yeah, I was able to do that. I had people around me, but still, it was, you were you were pretty much being given a death sentence back then. Like, I really only thought I had maybe five to seven years to live. So, I mean, I could talk to anyone about it, but it was completely, you know, devastating news to get. And at that time, you have to remember that the thought of having a uh, an effective treatment was a dream that I just didn't even dare to dream because it seemed so far away. So, but you know, going out and speaking publicly and, and, and doing that kind of stuff made me feel a lot better that I was maybe doing something that could help change attitudes and stuff. And what made you want to go public? Because at that time, uh, I'm sure, you know, it was still like, you know, it was something that you Yeah, didn't... it wasn't easy. It wasn't easy, and no, no one else was really, there was a couple people starting to maybe do it a bit. My father found out I was positive through a television interview I had done, which was kind of how I wanted him to find out. But, um, but yeah, it was, it, was, it was a result of a really terrible story, actually, and I, you know, I don't usually like to dwell on the negative stuff, but there was a fellow being looked after in the palliative care ward at one of the hospitals in Winnipeg, and one nurse was speaking to one of the nurses on the palliative care ward and said, well, you know, at least Terry's not suffering anymore. And the other nurse turned to her and said, I don't think he suffered enough. And then I was invited to speak to those palliative care nurses. And once I heard that from one of the nurses that that was said to, and then was invited to speak to some of the nurses on this ward, I, I just felt like I, I had to. And it was incredibly scary because I'm actually a very shy guy. That was the most terrifying thing for me to do in the world, to get up and speak in front of people. That's so funny because that's exactly how I am. <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> how I am. I'm so afraid to, like, record myself or, or talk in front of a large group in high school. I was like a big baby. I would turn my project in late so I didn't have to do it. I was always like that oh, yeah, type of person. It's amazing how we change. <laughs> and it seems through those negative, yeah. you know, those negative times that we go through that we, we hate to talk about, those are the times that, are, that make us grow the most and, and that make us kind of yeah. really come out of our shell because, like you said, that lady saying that kind of spawned something in you that you had to, you know, stand up and, and start saying something. 
Yeah, it seemed too important. Like, I just thought it was more important for me to get over the fact that it scared me and that maybe, you know, someone else could be, be treated nicer in the future. You know, so I've been writing since 2005 on a blog. So I've written through everything, going through rehab, everything's out there. The more personal, the more public. And you guys both, is that where you guys met at the Gay Guy Toronto? Uh, No, we just sort of, I don't know, through the internet. Brandon sent me a message. Yeah, I asked, uh, my first question I asked uh, Brian was, uh, Brian, uh, have you monetized your blog? <laughs> you know, because I'm always thinking in business mode. So, <clears throat> and I was just, uh, you know, I saw all this wonderful content, you know, years of history that in Canada we don't have a lot of that. We haven't captured a lot of individual history. Um, and but Brian's done it wonderfully in in with a uh, wonderful sense of humor. So. I wanted to encourage that and said, hey, have you thought about making money off this? Because I know a lot of people are are thinking, well, how do I get off of social services and, and start making money and, and and live independently but not have to disclose my HIV status? And um, and that's where, where some of my dreams come in, which is to help people do those things, create those businesses, move them forward. So, so tell us about exactly... Um what somebody can, you know, get as a membership or when they come and join Positive Light, what what are the benefits of coming to check out your very cool site besides, you know, reading your blogs? You too. Do you want me to take that? Go Brandon. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, So what the back end of Positive Light uh, gives us is we're we're treating it very much like a magazine uh, with benefits. Um, we are we definitely have uh, soulgarden.tv, uh, which is more of a, a coaching-based astro- astrology. Um, so it gives you more of what's going to help you move forward in the here and the now according to what the astrological omens say. Um, so it's very motivating, very empowering. Uh, we're um, Right now, we don't have a, a lot of content. We're still in the process of building that. We are, are seeking funding for... Uh, some teleclasses. We would like to do monthly teleclasses for people. Um, and once we get the ball rolling on that, we would be rolling those teleclasses out once a month. Um, but on simple, very practical things. Uh, in our in our community, we find that uh, uh, there's a lot of support towards uh, involvement within the community on a community level. So sitting on boards and committees, they'll teach you how to do that through leadership development. Um, or they'll teach you how to raise funds for them. Um, but what I saw was a need that um, was missing was how am I supposed to raise funds for uh, my aid service organization if my personal financial house is not in order? Um, so those were the kinds of classes that we were wanting to put out, so practical things that are for people living with HIV that's going to help them in an everyday life. What's going to move you forward? Okay, your finances are in a mess, but let's look at them and, and sort them out and put you on a path that would um, better you for those things. Um, and there are eight areas of our life in coaching, so we're hoping to cover all areas of so spirituality, uh, friends and family, romance, or significant other, um, uh, your, your house. Yeah, so the whole thing, so the whole the whole life, and we would we want to cover all of that. And Brian's hoping to do a class on uh, humor, of course, because we are about humor as well, um, and living a, 
uh, a funnier life. You know, we need more humor. We get bombarded with negative well, messaging all the time. So, on my side of things, on the internet, um, I just found the things around HIV to be really heavy, and and I just wanted to lighten up that our lives are more than just a uh, test result, which is why a lot of the people I ask to, to write are writing about things that not necessarily pertain directly to their status, although it plays a, a, uh, an important role um, and may or may not be in the forefront, like talking about dating or, I don't know, design or, or what have you. But it's... But it's um, it's a way to bring stuff together, and then you can put some more informative bits in there, but not to be weighed down by so much heaviness. So that was uh, the reason why I came up with Positive Life was, it's, uh, you know, make something a little bit different and try to make it a little entertaining. And it, yeah, definitely, because, I mean, when I was diagnosed and I went through the process, I mean, the problem that I had being able to find people to relate with all the medical talk and like you were saying yeah, like, yeah. All, all that heaviness on you hearing statistic after statistic of how many people die and what your percentage is and it just boggles your mind and it doesn't make you feel human you know yeah. what I mean so yeah, yeah exactly thing. I went to one site and they, uh, I went to one site and I saw a link that was to a place where you could graph your lab results for the last six months and that's not really how I want to live. I, don't, I just really don't need to see those kind of graphs. Yeah, I, I don't. I think I know what site you're talking about. I think I was just on that yesterday. God, I saw God. that too. God love you if you're into that kind of stuff. Make PowerPoints to your heart's content. But I think, you know, having lived with this since 87, I don't really think about my CD4s and viral loads. And, you know, it's undetectable. So I, you know, yay. But um, I don't think about that stuff very often. I can't even remember the last time I did my did my blood work. Yeah. So, comes with age. Yeah, I think also uh, in, <laughs> we're, what you were touching on was uh, knowledge transfer, Robert, and and that's a big piece for us. Is how do we get the knowledge not just out to, um, you know, the people that do. Uh, frequent the aid service organizations, but there's a large group of people who won't step into the aid service organizations and are not getting information that's accurate. Um, but how do we disseminate that information not in the medical language um, or the social worker language, but in plain language that um, that we all speak every day? And that was really important, and that's a big, big feature for us is, is how, and how can how can we show living examples? Okay, there's this new drug. Okay, one of the bloggers is taking this new drug. Okay, what's their experience like? You can't get that kind of knowledge from from a medical website. That's right. That's kind of yeah. Because I just I just started taking meds last week, and I've been blogging about it on the site. And you're right. That kind of that experience you can't get from yeah. statistics. Yeah. Lived experience. So much. Taking the drugs these days is so much easier than when it first started. Yeah, you know, um, that's not they to say that. You know, people still don't, you know, have to deal with the side effects. But oh my God, it used to be really bad, really bad. And uh, having to make sure you take it every eight hours and under certain conditions, and um, it was a whole different ballgame then. 
And I think I threw up in probably all the finest restaurants in Toronto during one period. Uh, uh, I actually wanted to make a coffee table book on taking photos of all the toilets I was going to throw up when I started my latest cocktail. But even with all those drugs, I didn't actually throw up. So that was good. I was taking about seven drugs. So, um, you know, I'm happy to report I made it through that uh, without having that side effect. <laughs> So so how are you guys now on on medication? Um, oh, I'm well, I'm good. I'm good. Um, I I take less. I used to have to take the fusion with the needle twice a day, and I traveled around and went to Africa and Australia with all these bags of syringes and stuff. But um, now it's good. It's fine. I don't know. What do you take, Francis? I take the blue one and the white one. I think so, yeah. <laughs> you know what? I haven't put it up on my profile yet, but I've got a thing for my little vital statistics, and I put CD4 and viral load and the fact that I'm single. And also the um, where, where I take my drugs, they're called it product placement. And um, because people don't know the names of the drugs, I just told them what color it was. Persist is the orange. Beltregravir is a nice salmon color. Uh, and Talents is not white. And uh, Norvir is kind of, you know, a little off white. Yeah, I'm on the new drug. They they just came out with Merck. Um, it's called Accentris. Yes, Accentris. That's what I'm taking. That's Beltregravir. I really like that color. It goes with a lot of things. This <laughs> <laughs> is a little harsh. I find the Persista a little harsh in the color. It's a great drug, but the orange is a little bright. <laughs> That's just funny. I got so orange blue. <laughs> Perry I, I blue. told the makers. I told the makers that I'm on their. I was when they had community advisory boards. I was on their their little committee, and they came out with the product. And it's like, God, I really hate that color. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> so, um, Brian, one of the things I did read. Um, in your bio was uh, you were a part of uh, a campaign, a Sigma campaign. Yeah, we did that last year. It was kind of a multimedia thing with some video that we shot. Um, there was a lot of um, ads run around the province, which is for Ontario, and then we wrote a blog. We did that last year. And that was an interesting experience. I, um, I found it hard. Personally, I found it hard after writing all about stigma all the time. But uh, it is. To get up and go, I'm going to talk about, like, stigma today again. But, um, you know, it's, it, was, it was a way to put a face to it and um, try to challenge some attitudes. It, it got a little controversial, but the thing was uh, it posed a question of, what was the question, Brandon? If you were rejected every time, could you tell? What was yeah. what it, We were rejected every time. There's some question like that. I can't. And I'm really organized for this, aren't I? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you worked on um, the campaign. Yeah, it was the type of question that um, people could take different ways, and there was, you know, you know, it brings up that whole disclosure thing, and criminalization is such a big mm. issue these days. I'm sure it is in the United States. It is no, in Canada. 
Do you have so I'm Brian. Sorry, Brian. Uh, Robert, do you have criminalization in the states? Um, in certain yeah. states, there are yes. Okay. Um, like one of them was Texas. Um, Oprah did a big show on it with a whole bunch of um, women that, like, eleven women were infected by this one gentleman. Um, and it turned out that he knew for a decade that he was positive and didn't tell anyone. And we had one of the ladies on who was on the who was on the show with Oprah, and she came on and shared her story. And it, it was it was interesting because you know she was with the guy for four years, and and she thought he, she was in a committed relationship, and here he was running around and infecting all these women. Mm-hmm. And the thing with this issue, the thing with this issue that it, it's, it can be very nuanced in times, and people want black and white. Mm-hmm. And there's a difference between that kind of situation and one here, let's say, where a guy um, meets somebody online and doesn't tell him the status, and the other guy consents to having unsafe sex and uh, suddenly finds out and then calls the police and the guy gets put in jail and his face is put in the paper. So in those kind of situations, in my view, there's kind of an equal responsibility of people to be taking care of themselves and not just putting the onus on the other person. And in this case, they're only, um, they're not even convicted. They're just someone saying that this happened and his face is in the paper. And the guy's life is completely destroyed on an allegation where somebody who may be in a relationship and, you know, it's a very different situation when, you know, it's, it's nuanced. People want black and white answers on it. Yeah. Now, Brandon, one of the things I wanted to talk about is, you know, since you are a life coach, um, yeah. do you um, specifically coach um, people that are positive, or or how does that work for you? I am. Uh, <laughs> I work for the gay community. I think that at this point in time, um, because because BHAs don't have, make a lot of money, that I have to keep my my spectrum wider. Um, but I am narrowing it down and, and, and with positive light and, and, and finding more creative ways of not having to charge my, my positive clients. Um, so I'm working hard to bring my services to my community um, as, as best that I can, and that's part of positive light is, is, um, is bringing that to the community, and that's what my post will be mostly about is, is coaching and moving yourself forward. And, um, but I do coach the general gay community. Right. And and okay. So say, have you have you coached anyone who's been positive, who maybe has come to you and is newly diagnosed? I haven't dealt with a lot of newly diagnosed. No. Um, I have dealt with a lot of scary situations. Um, you know, those accidents of well, okay, well, I didn't disclose. I've had to deal with a lot of those. Mm-hmm. Um, but I haven't had to deal with a lot of newly newly diagnosed. I've dealt mostly with long-term survivors, and mostly because uh, there's a, in my my process uh, because I'm more of a business kind of a coach rather than the life coach. I lean more towards business um, and well-being and health. That um, I get more long-term survivors. I f- and also because there's a whole grief process that people go into within about the, the first two years that my style of coaching just generally doesn't work with long, uh, newly diagnosed. I'm a little too pushy. Now, is there like a common thing that they all come to you as a long-term survivor looking for? 
Yes, fulfillment, meaning, and purpose. And those are my specialties. I, I help people find meaning uh, in everyday life. So why are you doing what you're doing? What purpose is it going to serve? And how does that help you fulfill your dream in the future? Um, and finding creative solutions um, over your thinking, because most of the time it's really it's a thought. It's whether you think you can or whether you think you can't, you're right. Um, and it really comes down to, you know, do you believe that you can accomplish this? Um, because if you believe that you can, then that's more than half the motivation to, to accomplish what you do. Um, and, I, and I think Brian can really speak to that too. And I, and I believe that meaning and purpose in life for uh, PHAs is, uh, sorry, and that's the Canadian acronym for, for uh, people living with HIV. Um, that's supposed to be people having? Uh, yeah, people having AIDS. HIV. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yes. Um, so they, uh, I believe that having meaning and purpose or a purpose or a reason to wake up or a reason to take our pills is just as important as taking our pills. Um, I feel that without that purpose in life, that people are tend, uh, would tend to go towards drugs and sex uh, to find fulfillment um, and still never find it. So I really focus on when people are really ready to find what's important to them. Um, and newly diagnosed, I feel they're not quite ready to find out what's really important to them and what their dreams are and really go for that because they're still in that healing phase. Yeah. Um, and, and learning phase, um, and and it's all new. Um, that I feel that there are, are other people who are better suited, like Michael Moynes, who would I think Michael would be a great coach for a newly diagnosed person. He'd probably be great for business too. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, when you're when you've lived with this for so long, and you were first told, and you didn't really think you were going to be around in quite seriousness. I really never thought about getting older. I never thought about what happens when I turn 65 because it just wasn't going to happen. None of that was on the radar. And then suddenly there's the medications and, um, and you're around, but there's got to be more to life than just sitting on a chair and looking out in the air. And even having said that, I was doing a lot of volunteer work and I've had some experiences of a lifetime uh, going to Africa and different places, but I was still feeling depressed. Um, I needed to do something over which I felt some ownership that I was in the driver's seat and had some purpose around. And that's kind of how this website really came to be, was uh, wanting to uh, step into something else. Yeah, to help other exactly. people. Like help, help other people. people. Yeah, you know, it's not just providing a meaning for me and Brian, but it's also create it's fulfilling a purpose within the community that has been a really big obstacle for some time. Um, you know, which is how to disseminate information on on in everyday plain language, but also it, it provides meaning for our bloggers and it provides meaning for our readers who are learning something about themselves, about living with HIV or just about having a good time and a good laugh. So it, it involves a lot of people, and that's the, those are the kinds of projects that we, we really like to work on. And that's a big part of Positive Light is how many people can we... Yeah, we've really gotten, a lot of, really gotten a lot of support around it. There's been a lot of support uh, in developing this. It's been really, really nice to see people wanting to see this happen. 
And we haven't had anyone bring people together from Canada, uh, and hopefully we'll get more people from the States, but we haven't had anyone like to bring people this way in Canada, so that's nice. Well, I just want We're to get the West Coast. Go ahead, Robert. No, I just said I wanted to open up the lines real quick so people could uh, call in. If you guys have any questions for Brian or Brandon, you can give us a call at 347-215-9442. And I do have a caller here on the line, so I'm just going to go ahead and bring them on right away for us. So let's hear caller. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Um, my name is uh, Jeff. Um, I'm from Indiana. Can you hear me? Yeah, we hear you. Oh, okay. Awesome. Is this, this is for Brian and Brandon. Mm-hmm. Uh, my question is, uh, do you find it harder to reach out to people in Canada with HIV and AIDS because the uh, medical or medicine is basically free? Um, that's, I guess, my question. Um, I've, I've uh, been into the Toronto, different things, but it just seems like they're very hard to uh, um, help with HIV AIDS. They don't want to really talk about it. And uh, do you find that to be the truth there, or is it because of the medicine being free, or what? That, that's my, basically my question. Uh, I don't think it's related to our healthcare system. Um, I think, you know, uh, it, I, I just have my experience of Toronto and being other places. I think that's, uh, there's one of the, that's one of the reasons why I use humor and I'm kind of in your face is kind of feel like people don't talk about it, so it's kind of bringing it out in a big way. Um, I don't know what, it, what we're like compared to other places. I think Canadians on a whole were reserved. We're much more reserved than Americans. And uh, it's one thing I like about our neighbors of the South, because, you know, you'll talk to each other a lot more um, readily than we will here. Um, but what do you think, Brendan? Yeah, we're always sorry for everything. Yeah. <laughs> we're always saying, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, I don't, I, I, I know, I know exactly the feeling that you're talking about and I can't, I, again, I don't have the, I don't have anything to measure by because I, ha- well, there's a ban on the entry into the U.S. Um, so I, I don't know what the culture is like in the U.S., but I know the isolation or the distance and, um, I have a few thoughts on, on what c- could be causing it, but, I think part of it is the fact that there is a huge stigma within our gay community um, about HIV as well um, that I think is higher than in other places Um, because I haven't experienced it that much in in Vancouver or in Montreal. Um, Do you you think that's true, Brian, the stigma is higher in in Toronto within the gay community? Yeah. In the gay community, I don't really know. And I was uh, my perception. I always I always carry the same perception with me where I go. So it's kind of what I bring to it too. Yeah. Um, but in other communities in Toronto, it's extremely hidden uh, because of ethnocultural things uh, going on. Yeah. So uh, um, there's a lot of subcommunities in which it is not talked about at all, um, to the detriment to a lot of people's health. But a lot of I always feel like oh go ahead Brian. That's really important to note because can't, uh, Toronto is such a multicultural community that uh, and they keep to themselves most communities keep to themselves um, to a certain extent that HIV will definitely be hidden uh, within their own culture um, and therefore it's hidden within the greater culture as well. 
about that, Jeff? Yeah. Hey, thank you. And, and you know, you guys are doing a wonderful job with uh, adding humor. I always said half the battle with HIV and, excuse me, and AIDS is, uh, you know, using humor or your attitude. And I think that that's yeah. That you're uh, trying to put a positive spin, and I I like to put videos on my my website too, and try to make people laugh, and if, um, and I think that's um, that's a good thing to make people laugh, and um, you know you guys should be comedians or something, you know, and and start. Yeah. I'm working and on. You should send us your link. You should send us your link so we can. Uh, if you have a website, we can put it up. Okay. Well, I'll have to. Our can tell you tell you about Jeff, it, but Jeff, that, Jeff, give yourself a plug real quick. Go ahead. Yeah, a plug. Oh, uh, HIV. <laughs> www.hiv-org. Um, I know it's a long word, but you know we have a lot of hits on there. Um, but I'd love okay. to have a up, up there in uh, Canada and have you guys come and, and, and uh, you know, find me a good campground, um, not a Motel 6, but just a campground, and we'll have a fun um, uh, there in Canada. So, uh, you know. Yeah, that's good. And you guys could do um, comedian acts and stuff. I, I think that would be great. But, um, you know, um, I love you guys. I just think that, uh, you know, we um, – just um, I'm trying to find some more Canadian people up there, you know, and it's kind of hard. But uh, maybe you know we could partner or something like that. So exactly. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, we should talk more. Definitely talk more. Yeah. And get get. Calling But anyway, you guys do a wonderful job. Thank you so much. Appreciate well, your. Thank you. Jeff runs the um it was HIV hyphen campgroundproject.org. Yes. Um, because he was a little choppy in that. So I have another caller here on the line. I'm going to go ahead and bring them on. So caller area code 443. What's your name and where are you calling from? Uh, my name is Danny, and I'm calling from Maryland. Hey, Danny. Welcome to the show. How y'all doing? You're a new member, aren't you, man? Yes, I am. Oh, yep, I just. I am. <laughs> I uh, yeah. I actually I saw an interview with you, uh, with you, Robert, on um. Facebook uh, yesterday, and right away I looked up your site and was just really excited. Um, but, uh, I was calling, um, the, uh, the, the previous caller that was asking, you know, about the, the, the views on, on HIV and outreach in, in Canada and all that. I had a, a bit of a view on that. My, um, father's family is actually from Canada mm-hmm. yeah. and, um, and, uh, you know, my, my, my aunts and uncles on that side, you know, they, they know I'm positive, but it's just, it's not talked about. It's not the, mm-hmm. not the mm-hmm. thing to do. You know, it's just oh, you know, Danny isn't feeling well. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yep. Very. Sounds very waspy. <laughs> yeah. It. You know. It's just. Family. It. You know. It just seems like everyone's a, a, afraid to say it, and you know, it. It kind of. It seems to bother them that I'm not. That you know, I'll, I'll say it to anybody. Exactly, and keep doing that. I mean, that's that's what Brian and I are both about. Is the more that we talk about it, the more we laugh at it, uh, the, the, the more they're not going to get the reaction that we're, they're looking for, which is to keep us, keep us down. You know, so that's why part of us using the humor. So, you know, I would snap back and say, yeah, you're right, I'm not feeling well. <laughs> you know, go get me this. I have AIDS. <laughs> Play it up. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And I'm sick. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
you know what I mean? Just yeah. laugh at it because that's the all you can do in that moment is laugh about it. it, it exactly, so and you know, it's it's I you know I really appreciate you know the things that 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 both you you guys are doing and with Robert. Um, I'm involved with you know a bunch of different projects myself. Um, here in Maryland, as far as outreach for for gay men with with HIV, and also you know outreach to to help educate people and stuff like that and it's something that's become very important to me and and uh mm-hmm. so um i just wanted to say thanks thank you well, thank you are you in baltimore um i'm actually i work out of baltimore but i live in this uh, tiny tiny little town called lusby okay it's, i've always wanted to go to baltimore yeah, it's I'm a, I'm about two hours south of Baltimore. Actually, if you go any more south, you're in the Chesapeake Bay. So well, hey. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, I commute back and forth to Baltimore for that. But um. Well, I just I just joined Pause I Am, so hit me up. Definitely, I will. There you go. Well, Danny. Thank, thank, thank you, and keep up the good work. Thank you. Thanks. I love hearing new uh, members call in. It just, you know, it feels good, and and you know, um, it just it just makes me feel good when the, the members call in, and and I know that this is working. You know what I mean? And I'm sure you get that with your feedback. You know, when people comment on your blog, it, it just it means so much because you know people are listening. Exactly. It's it's nice to hear. I have to say that honestly, we don't get a lot of comments on the blog. Uh, right, Brandon? It's kind of, um, and I love it when it does happen. Yeah. Hey, you get um, all excited and you go run to your inbox. And <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, we get it depends on what Facebook. the topic is. Yeah, we get the comments on Facebook. I shouldn't say we don't get comments. We do most of that on Facebook, so it doesn't happen on the blog. But it's very nice when someone contacts you and, and says that just, you know, being open has helped them in a certain way. Or, um, you know, I also talk about stopping drugs and alcohol and the role it played in my life. You know, sometimes that helps people too. But, yeah, it's really nice to get. Because a lot of gay men go through that stage of, you know, they're coming out of the closet. They don't have anywhere to go but the gay bars because that's the only place they know to go to meet people or, online back in the day it was AOL or whatever and phone lines and you didn't have anywhere to really go and it wasn't accepted it wasn't on TV and and now there's just it's just so different now it seems I mean here in the States I don't know about Canada how it is up there it's very connected well yeah yeah with the internet and everything it's, it's pretty much the same thing I mean back when I was 22 there was no internet and uh, you just didn't have that kind of connection. And that's when I got copies of a, of a, a zine from these guys with AIDS in the 1980s called uh, DPN, Disease Pariah News. And it was the darkest humor ever. And that was kind of my connection to people. And uh, I found it very funny. You either loved it or hated it. So that was one of my connections to people uh, with that magazine. I have another caller here on the air, so area code 703, what's your name and where are you calling from? This is David, calling from Washington, D.C. What's up, David? Hey. How's it going, man? Not much. How are you guys doing? This call is actually for Brian. Um, I oh, just okay. Noticed your, I just noticed your, um, your video blogs today, 
and laughed at all of them. And I'm wondering how often do you plan on doing them, or is it just like random? Because one of them I think was on like a Wednesday, and you know, are they just random well, times, or is it like once a week? And um, well, the videos and, are kind of new. Yeah, it's kind of uh, new for me. The videos are kind of new for me, so it's great to hear that you know someone's laughing at them. Um, I want to do at least once a week, uh, if not more. Uh, we worked really hard to get a bunch of stuff together for the website and get it launched, so we're kind of finding our rhythm now. But I want to do at least once a week, at least that. That's cool. And and I noticed you show manhunt on there, and uh, you even said you got laid like one and a half times the other day. But why won't you let anyone pay for coffee? Like, don't you like coffee or don't you have any coffee? What's the deal with the coffee? You know, I always I, let them pay for coffee. <laughs> Actually, you know, you can pay for coffee. I just I was in search of a title, and I heard this song, and I thought it was funny. I just thought it was funny that someone would say, you know, no, you can't pay for coffee. I, I love the song, and that, that was really my only comment. I love the blogs, and uh, I'm a new fan of your site. Thank I'll be joining. You. You. And um, you guys have a great evening, and thanks for everything, uh, Robert, Brian, and Brandon. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you for calling. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. And I think one of the coolest things about your site, guys, is you have – I'm not able to integrate it yet into my social network, but you guys actually have Facebook Connect, which is really, yes. really cool and makes it really easy for people who are already on Facebook because a lot of them are. And yeah. they can just come right in with their information, log it in. I did it yesterday, and you can instantly leave comments. Yeah. You know, Robert, yeah, there's, nice uh, there's 46,000 people on Facebook that mention HIV or AIDS, and I want to be friends with all of them. <laughs> and and why not make my site connected to it? And if there's a way for you to do it, I would, you know, for sure do it. Yeah, I'm, I'm working on that. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. it's so one of the Yeah. One of the things about the site that I like that's happening, it's not its primary purpose because we're for people with HIV, but I'm finding that uh, that there's negative folks that like to look at it and check it out. Mm. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of nice to get a, a mix sometimes of people. When I hear someone's following it and they're negative, it means they're hearing our, our voice and our perspective. And so it's not just amongst ourselves all the time, even though that's not who we're going for. But, you know, if they want to, you know, come along for the ride. And learn something and maybe prevent something, that would be great too. Absolutely. Yeah, or someone's in a relationship. <laughs> Like the humor disclaimer? I have, I have to admit, it's slightly ripped off from someone else, but I, I did Canadianize it and change it up a little bit. <laughs> Canadianize it. <laughs> I have to take, take Tark out. Oh, that's funny. So, so you're also on Twitter, so people can find you. You do have a fan page on Facebook. You do have a, a Twitter account where you guys tweet and all that yep. um, for positive light. Um, where are you on MySpace, too? No. Uh, we don't have MySpace. We both have individual, also the individual Facebook, so Brandon Williams and Brian Finch, so we can always be hit up individually as well. Right. But we don't have MySpace. Some of our bloggers are, uh, yeah, it's, MySpace is not generally a Canadian, uh, 
used site very much. And either is Twitter, actually. We're mostly Facebook. But we wanted our American friends to come up, so uh, we integrated Twitter, which was the most popular of them. You right. can uh, you can send all of your um, all of our posts outbound uh, to all of those services. So you can post from our site onto all of the other services. Oh, sweet! You're just all connected, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> That's why we said it goes viral. <laughs> Which is, you know, a really social networking is a, a a huge area that you know in Canada our our community is not paying a lot of attention to, and that's that's an area that I think that a lot of um, people living with HIV can be involved in. We do it at home, anyways. You know, mm-hmm. why can't we set up some structures that automatically post HIV information onto our our, our Facebook or Twitter accounts? Um, why can't we have a coordinated effort on World AIDS Day where all of us are pumping information out on World AIDS Day? We say that people don't know enough information. Well, we could spend that time on World AIDS Day doing that. Um, right. Then it, the, the information would really go viral, you know. So that's, those are some of our thoughts for the future. Maybe we can do that for World AIDS Day. So. Definitely. So what are your yeah, – um, yeah. I'm sorry, Brian, were you going to say something about that? No, I was I was just doing a little affirmative, yeah. <laughs> just agreeing. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. nothing profound. What are your like long-term goals, like like down the line? Like, say, where do you see yourself in five years from now? Um, on the far? back end, How about a year. The, no, 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 no. In the back end, um, some of the things that we can we've talked about are uh, uh, microfinancing. Um, I firmly believe in microfinancing for people living with HIV, and if you don't know what microfinancing is, is where you are given a small loan um, to set up a business for yourself, and, and it's uh, created in a structured format where, where you're supported by your peers to and set up for success um, through your through your peers um, to not only run your business successfully but pay back your loan. Um, and I believe it's a system that works in Africa. They've done some studies here uh, on the African-Caribbean community in Canada, but they haven't done it on the gay community, and I would love to see that in the future. And that would be all part of the um, the back-end uh, teleclasses. So that's mm-hmm. the long-term goal. For the front-end, more of the bloggers, what's, what's your vision for that, Brian? You know, more bloggers. I more bloggers. Uh, you know, I know from my own experience from writing that it's opened the doors to doing other things. So hopefully for them that will be the case as well. So we're kind of all growing together. Mm-hmm. Um, a state of evolution. Uh, I know personally, I, I I have this personal goal where I want to actually write a one-man show and do that. Uh, we'll see if I get there. I've been talking about that for a while. Um, and uh, yeah, we're just going to organically grow. I would really like to see it expand and get into other regions, um, and especially with our American neighbors. Mm-hmm. So the bloggers that you're looking, you're looking for Canadian bloggers? Uh, not necessarily, but our, our main focus is Canadian. Although we want to get some representation across the country, so we're kind of lacking in central and west 
west part of the country. Oh, you know, to start, we'd like to get a few key people from the states. We have uh, Corey, who, uh, Corey Washington, who has a, a company called Flirtatious Tea, which they have great t-shirts on. Plug in your Corey. I think you're listening. Um, and he's in New York. And he also, on his website, he has a dating blog. So he writes about dating and stuff like that. Um, so, you know, some key American people would be nice, too. And uh, eventually, we're just getting our footing. So to, to look for funding and things like that, we're kind of looking within our own country. Cool. Well, I, thank you guys for joining me. We're already down to the last four minutes, three minutes, as it changes. Um, one of the things, is there anything first that we didn't cover that you guys want to talk about positivelight.com that we didn't talk about before? Hmm. Read, read the blog. <laughs> yeah, that's go about it. Go to the website. <laughs> go to the website. <laughs> yeah, go to the website and check it out. Ask yeah, of, I'm, of I'm almost willing to bear all. <laughs> yeah, almost. <laughs> I bear. Oh, what I am I saying? You have bared like, all. <laughs> yeah, well, I have in the past. <laughs> Part of my past I didn't talk about is I worked as an escort and did some porn, but that's a whole other show. <laughs> that's a whole other co-host, no. <laughs> um, but, um, okay, so everybody has to go check out. Check out the website, become a member. Um, check out the blogs. There's, um, there's plenty of them there. Um, you know, Brian and Brandon's are fabulous. Um, PositiveWhite.com is the website. You can find them on Facebook and Twitter and all that good stuff. Um, Brian, I want to thank you for, as a, a long-term survivor, as somebody who's been active since the beginning of your diagnosis, for, for holding the torch for us people now who are coming uh, along, like uh, myself, who are now starting to share their story because they're inspired by people like you. Oh, that's what I would like to hear. Well, thank you. <laughs> well, I mean it, because it's, it's, it's true, because... A lot of times, you know, the, old, the long-term survivors, they don't want to, they get tired of it, and they feel like that, you know, now there's, there's younger people, they don't need to do it anymore. And I, I tell my friends that are long-term survivors, that's not true. You need to keep doing it because when you keep doing it, that inspires more people. So yeah. I just want to thank you guys for that. Robert, I'd, like to work together. I'd like to see them create new fun ways of doing it. Yes. Because that's that's, yeah. and that's important. Find fun ways of doing it. Yeah, definitely. That's what we need to do because we need to. Yeah, you just have to make it fun because it's it's life and and life goes on. Yeah. Well, yeah. So, well, you don't have a lot of time, but you know something that you know you find rewarding. Whatever it is that you find rewarding. Yeah. You know, go for it. It's true. So, guys, yeah. thanks so much for um, coming in and hanging out with me for an hour. I wish you guys all. Hey, the thank you for the invitation. And um, if you guys need anything, don't ever hesitate to ask. Um, I, I look forward to working closely with you guys, so I feel it in well, I'm gonna fill up. <laughs> For sure. Now I'm going to fill up my profile better. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys have a great night. You too. All right, you too. Thanks, Bye. guys. Bye-bye. Yeah. So, again, you guys can find more information um, on Positive Light at positivelight.com. Check out all the amazing, funny blogs. They're really inspirational, and um, it, it's important to support other people who are living with HIV and AIDS who are doing wonderful things like Brian and Brandon are. So go to PositiveLight.com, show your love, um, and, and, and just show your love. It's, it's very important to, to, to do that when 
you know, you're putting yourself out there like they are and, and trying to help people. So go check it out. Great stuff, great website, great people, and, and that's what it's all about. Everybody, thanks for tuning in. I appreciate all your support. And remember, you guys can find more information on myself at pausim.com. Join our social network, and we'll be back next Sunday with our blogger, uh, Jonathan Shaw, who runs the blog Positively Jonathan on the Pazim community. Have a great night, everybody. And David, Jeff, and Danny, thanks for calling in. Much love to you guys. Bye-bye.